I've told this story before in previous years, but it's a story we should tell again. It's a story I heard first from a Jew here in town. His name is Yankiv, Rabbi Yankiv Geldvert. Grew up in uh, Auschwitz, in Auschwitzin. Survived the war and then came to Ithaca, and I knew him for about 30, almost 30 years. Very special Jew. His family were Radomsky Hasidim. He remembered a story that happened way before the war in Radomsk with his Rebbe. Jake's family was very close to the Rebbe, the Radomsky Rebbe. The Radomsky Rebbe unfortunately lost his life in a concentration camp. He was killed by the Nazis. He also received a tilim from the Rebbe uh, before the war, which he carried with him into the concentration camp and kept it with him and managed to keep it for a long time, almost till the end of the war, and then he lost it. He told me a story that happened to somebody by the name Reb Naftula Besser. In New York City, there was a Jew by the name of Reb Chatzkel Besser. Many people know him. He passed away not so long ago. He was also from a Radomske Hasidim family before the war. His father was Reb Naftula Besser. When I saw Reb Chatzkel Besser in New York City, I double-checked with him the story, and he told me the story is 100% accurate. The father of this Reb Chatzkel Besser was Reb Naftula. Reb Naftula was the financial manager of all the properties of the Radomsky Rebbe before the war. The Radomsky Rebbe before the war was a very wealthy man. His mother uh, was a very intelligent woman, especially good in business, and she invested and she built a huge business empire. So he inherited all that financial um, wealth and he used it to build yeshivas. There was a network of yeshivas called Keser which he established and he financed the yeshivas from that money. But uh, the businesses were still active, so he needed a manager. Reb Naftula Besser, Reb Chatzkel's Besser's father, was the manager of the businesses. Reb Naftula Besser's wife had a sister who was a younger girl, a teenager, who developed um, a phlebitis, a massive infection. In Yiddish we call that uh, a rose, like in uh, English, a rose, because a phlebitis looks a little pinkish, like a rose. So in Yiddish, a phlebitis is called a rose. So in those days, in the 1930s, they didn't have antibiotics yet, at least not in Poland, and uh, penicillin wasn't uh, very much available, so when somebody had an infection like this, the only um, prevention uh, was to amputate because an infection like this could spread through the whole body and kill the person. The doctors looked at this phlebitis and they decided they need to amputate the leg. So a young girl, 17 years old, going to amputate her leg. Rebnaftula, the, the brother-in-law, ran to the Rebbe in Radomsk um, actually, the Rebbe then lived in Sosnevtse. And this is where the family actually lived. The girl was hospitalized in a hospital in Sosnevtse. So he went to the Rebbe and told him the story. This was right after Hanukkah. Like maybe a few days after Hanukkah. 
and he said that his sister-in-law is in, is in grave danger and they want to amputate her leg. So the Rebbe said, you know, my menorah hasn't been cleaned yet. There's some uh, grease, you know, dark grease still attached to the cups of the menorah. He scrape off some of that grease, some of that oil, and put it onto the infection. And that should give her a, a refuah labor. No, the Rebbe Naftula didn't think twice. He ran to the Rebbe's menorah and scraped off as much as he could from the oil, from the old oil, and took it with him and ran to the hospital. You can imagine coming into the hospital with a little a bottle of, of old, um, seemingly dirty oil. And this wouldn't go over very well with the medical staff. But he didn't ask questions. He just went straight to the room where they held his sister-in-law. When the nurse saw what he has in his hands, she asked him what he's trying to do with this. He said, I'm going to apply it to the infection. And the nurse began to scream and summoned all the medical staff that this guy is crazy. This girl, she's having an infection. You're going to put dirty oil on top. You can make it much worse. But he didn't ask her. And he just took the, the oil and put it straight onto the infection. And within a couple of hours, the infection was completely gone. It was clearly a miracle. They came back and told the Radomsky Rebbe what had happened. He said, listen, this is not my miracle. It's, it's in the Moish Tzur. We say, What means Noisar Kamkanim? From the leftovers of the little cans of the Meloirim, Noisar, what's left over, Kamkanim, of the little cups, A miracle happens to Shoshanim. Shoshanim is... In the song, the, the, the author of the song meant to describe the Jewish people as the roses. The Jews are compared to a Shishana, Keshashana bin Achoichim in Shira Shirim. But here it says, the Rebbe translated, this is from the leftover oil from Hanukkah, you can make a miracle for roses, a rose in Yiddish, which is a phlebitis. The truth is, it's already mentioned the Repilchus Korisa a few hundred years earlier, Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov, writes this clearly that he says that the leftover oils of the Hanukkah Menorah have great medicinal powers, miraculous powers, and especially for infections. Good, good, and a